Hello, and welcome to episode 49 of My Circus, My Monkeys. I have a question for you. Are you stressed out? You feel like you have too much to do, not enough time, stuff's always coming at you? Well, what if I told you there's a decent chance that some of that is because you are using your talents as weaknesses? That's right. Your talents, the things that you do best, can stress you out. Want to know more? Stay tuned. You're listening to My Circus, My Monkeys, the podcast for supervisors in education or any field that emphasizes growth and development. If you want to reign in the chaos and transform your team to better serve your students and clients, keep listening. This podcast explores essential information on supervision, employee engagement, and using a strengths-based framework to empower you and your team. We'll examine the latest research in psychology, neuroscience, education, and beyond to help you and your team get to the next level with your host, Ann Brackett, the Chief Engagement Officer of Strengths University. Okay, so when I asked you in the intro if you were stressed, I was mostly kidding because, duh, of course you are. You're a supervisor working in higher ed. So you never know what the day is going to bring, but most likely it's going to be some fire you have to put out, some new initiative that the administrators or maybe your boss thinks will definitely save us or maybe raise retention by one-tenth of a point. And if it's not that, then there's some sort of student crisis that you have to deal with or your staff has questions. So there's a lot going on and a lot from external sources. But if you're like me and you have talents, but you haven't mastered all of them yet, and when I say master, I mean that your talents are not showing up as strengths 100% of the time, then the times that they are not showing up as strengths they are being weaknesses. And when that happens, it can add more stress to our plate. And that can be just emotional stress, thinking about the problem, but it can also add more work to a workload that is already unmanageable. So I did a similar episode to this back in December, and it was about stop wasting energy. It's similar because when you waste energy, if you don't have energy to spare, you're adding stress to your plate. So this is just kind of another take on it, but hopefully one that will maybe land, well, it'll land differently, but maybe land a little bit more powerfully with you because it all goes back to how are we using our talents? Are they getting us to where we wanna go? So are they being productive? Or are they standing in the way of where we want to go? Are they being weaknesses? So I always like to start with an example for myself so that you guys know that I don't think that I'm perfect. One of my talent themes is input. So I basically like to do research on topics that I think are going to help me or other people that I know. How does this cause me more stress? Let's say in school, I had a paper. Research paper, researching, no problem, love it. Research, 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 research. All of a sudden, 
Oh, that paper's due tomorrow. I guess I should write it. And even then, little inputs like, but just one more chapter. I think just one more article and you'll have enough to write the mostest, awesomest paper ever. So in that situation, yes, of course I needed to research stuff, but I didn't leave enough time to actually write the paper. And yeah, I mean, I I always got my papers done, but they definitely 100% involved staying up all night. So not an ideal situation, especially now that I'm an old person and it's work instead of writing papers. But same thing, with the business, I've had to learn a lot of new skills. And that is great, but if I'm spending all my time researching how to do social media, but not actually doing the social media, then all I have is a bunch of untested information in my head, and I'm no further along in social media, which of course adds to stress because no one's following me. Nobody knows how to contact me. I'm not getting any content out. And we all do things like this. And if you're not paying attention to how they're showing up, like if I didn't know that about myself, I would perpetually just be researching things and not acting. But I do know that about myself. So I can set certain time limits for myself. I can check in with myself to say, okay, don't you think you have enough information? And even if that little voice says, no, I need more, I know that it's a liar, liar, pan, sunfire, and it, aka my input, just wants to keep researching because that's what input does. But there are other talents that I have, there are other parts of me that know we need to do other things. So if I was a betting person, I would say you have similar talents that are showing up as weaknesses for you and causing you more stress. And I don't want to go through all 34 talents, but I just want to give you a few examples, I guess, classic issues that I often see with people with these particular talents. And I'm doing it just because I want to show you that we all have them and we all do them with all of our talents at different times. It's just really, again, a matter of are we paying attention and are we managing our talents? Are we getting in there and actively turning something down that's getting in our way and causing us stress? So let's take Achiever, because in the United States, that's the number one talent. I should say not the number one talent, but rather the talent that more people have than any other talent in the United States. Okay, so Achiever, exceptionally talented at getting stuff done. They take immense satisfaction from being busy and productive. Huzzah. Got a to-do list? Give it to an achiever. Wham, bam, they get it done. However, achievers, when they're achieving, are not the best at looking at that list and saying, hmm, what do I not need to do? What is a waste of my time? So yes, they've absolutely crossed off everything on that list. And if it turns out that half of them were a waste of time, then they have wasted half of their time. Adaptability, also one that I have. Adaptability is great. Go with the flow. Let's take things as they come, figure it out as we go. But if you have adaptability and you find it hard to make decisions because, well, that option seems good. Well, that option seems good too. I'm flexible. That one seems good too then how much time are you wasting not making decisions because everything sounds great? Analytical. 
Well, I'm, that's too many A's. All right, let's let's bump down to later in the alphabet, or we're never going to get done with this episode. Okay, uh, connectedness. I have connectedness high as well. It's not in my top five, but it's in my dominant talents. And basically, connectedness, seeing the links among all things or many things, and believing that there's not many coincidences and every event has a meaning. That's great. You can see how things go together. But if you're constantly for everything thinking, well, what does this have to do with that? What does this have to do with that? Sometimes things are or could be coincidences. Or even if they're not a coincidence, it may not matter for that specific thing that you are trying to do. And again, with all of these, when you get bogged down and you bury your head and you really, again, with achiever, achieve, 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 achieve. Adaptability, go with the flow, go with the flow, go with the flow. For anything where you you go in 100%, you know, that's kind of where these things get you into trouble. So consistency, you need to treat people the same. And so that often involves setting up clear rules and making sure that you follow them and hoping slash ensuring that other people follow them as well. But even if you have consistency, there are always going to be weird situations, situations that require something different. And if you're so locked into consistency that you're not flexible, that can be a problem. It can get in your way and cause you more stress. And some of these things, like I'm talking about them in terms of you doing something right now, but this can also show up as weaknesses by how you're interacting with other people. And again, causing stress. So let's go to, let's see. So harmony. Harmony is a fun one. It's let's look for consensus. Everybody, let's get on the same page and move forward. So that sounds great, right? Except when your harmony is not supported by the ability to be assertive. In which case, most likely, you're overly worried about what other people are going to think because if they think poorly of you, they don't like you. Oh, if they're mad at me, they won't work hard for me. And so instead of making sure people are on the same page and moving forward, it's about avoiding upsetting people, in which case they're not necessarily moving forward. And kind of a classic weakness that often shows up with harmony. Again, they, these are... I mean, I guess stereotypes, but really kind of, you know, common issues that come up with people with these talent themes. But sometimes people who are using harmony and it's showing up as a weakness, what they'll do is completely avoid whatever conflict, whatever situation is going on, like they will literally pretend it didn't happen or isn't happening and try and get people to move past it, again, without resolving it. So it seems like everyone's in harmony, but really in the background, there's all this drama and, and emotion and unresolved whatever's going on. So eventually, at some point in the future, things are going to blow up. And all of a sudden, that person with harmony is going to be super stressed out because they have enabled slash created an even bigger unharmonious situation. Ideation. I have that one as well. And I've used this example before with my team, I, like, well, I should say with ideation, I like to do things new and differently almost every time. Brushing my teeth, maybe not, but a new way to present something, a new way to get the information across, a new way to do this program or activity. And 
I like it, but it also creates a lot of work for me. And it can interfere with my relationships with others because I would always ask my team, which generally was my RA staff, like, okay, we have this event coming up again. We do it annually. What do you want to do this year that's new and exciting and different? And they could never please me because they didn't, I mean, not none of them, but, you know, generally they didn't have ideation. And so they would say, well, instead of this type of cookie, let's have cupcakes or let's do shirts with this on it. It it was basically the to me as someone with ideation, it was basically the same thing we had just done the year before with some minor tweaks. And it's not what I meant. And so I would just keep asking over and over again because I thought I was being polite. But what else can we do? And they would just look at me very frustrated and I would look at them very frustrated. But it's because we weren't on the same page about what new thing we can do meant. So I was creating stress for myself because we weren't on the same page. I was also creating stress for them because they're like, we don't even know what they want. And by doing everything differently every time, I was absolutely 100% creating more work for me. Now, if I had the time and energy to do that, fantastic. And if it was something I was super passionate about, well, great. But again, ideation, its initial instinct with everything across my desk was, how can we do it new and different? And no one has time for that, especially these days. So it was creating extra stress for me, both with my relationships and my actual workload. For a long time, I didn't know that I was doing this, adding more to my plate, stressing myself out. Once I realized it, once I paid attention, I'm like, oh, well, I need to save my ideation for the things that I really am excited about or that I have the time to create new things for. And so that's true with all of these. And, oh, Woo, let's do Woo real quick. Not because I like to pick on Woo, but I I think that um, this is another good example because in my hallway, in my last on-campus job, we had several Woos. People were in their office all the time, chitty-chatting, how are you, how's your mom, how's this class going, how's that class going? Which, of course, definitely those relationships, building those connections with students is important. However, they would also always complain when the students eventually would leave, I can't get my work done. I always have to stay late or come in early because all these students keep coming to my door. Why do these students come here? And I'm like, because you invite them. Like You ask them a thousand questions and you're so caught up in wooing that the woo forgets slash doesn't care about your to-do list. So it's this balancing game, but until you're aware of how your talents are showing up, you can't manage them better. Hopefully with these examples, I've shown you how all of these things can show up for, in different ways for different people as weaknesses, dot, 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 therefore, causing us stress. So now what? You're right, Anne. I believe you. I think... My talents are definitely doing this, and I'm sick of it. What do I do? I'm so glad you asked. Number one, pay attention to how you're using your talents. And I've said this, if not every single podcast, I've said it a lot. Two minutes a day, just reflect really quickly. How did my talents help me? How did they get in my way? Because the more we pay attention and the more do we develop a habit of paying attention, the more we're going to catch this stuff. Now. Another thing you can do 
as you're paying attention, even when you're doing it or reflecting afterwards, is ask the question, is this actually getting me where I want to go or is it just my comfort zone? Again, back to the idea of ideation. Ideation just likes creating new things. It's what it likes to do. Is it necessary for me to come up with something new and exciting for this event or for this program? Or is it just something ideation wants to do? Invest in your talents. So that means after you've been paying attention and you see how things are showing up as strengths and weaknesses, for those things when they're weaknesses, what are things that you can do? What new skills could you learn? What new habits could you develop? What things could you tweak that would help you better use that talent as a strength more often? You also need to look at the stories that you have because I also talk about stories a lot in this podcast. So for example, people with responsibility, some classic examples of responsibility gone bad, (laughs) gone bad, if you will, that seems kind of like an oxymoron, responsibility gone bad, but being used as a weakness is feeling like their responsibility is quote unquote better or stronger than other folks. So sitting in a meeting, all right, we need somebody to X, Y, Z, them sitting there for two solid seconds and thinking in their head, well, of course, I'm the responsible one. So guess who's going to have to do this? Me. So you raise your hand and you say, I'll do it. Fuming the entire time or wondering how you're going to fit this in, even though literally only five seconds have gone by and everybody else was still just like, well, let me check my schedule. Let me see when I can. And all of a sudden you volunteered again. Like I, li- I literally had this happen in my staff meeting where somebody, their responsibility was so high. They would, they seriously, faux real, couldn't stand more than like 10 seconds of silence before they'd volunteer for whatever it was. And they were mad at everybody else for never stepping up. And everybody else was mad at them for never giving them a chance to do anything. Oh my gosh, so much stress all around. And it was all because this individual was not aware of the story that they had connected to their responsibility and knowing that responsibility was kind of driving their life and thus stressing them out. So when you have a story, when you tell yourself something like that, like when these stories come up for you, question them. Like we talked about in other episodes, because, you know, like, again, sticking with responsibility, you know, the thought in our head, well, if I don't do this, no one will. Do I need to be worried that it doesn't get done? Or do I need to ask the question, does this even matter if it gets done? Like, if no one else volunteers and I don't volunteer, what's the worst case scenario? And in a world, in a world where we're all too busy and at least 50% of the stuff that we do is probably a waste of our time, doesn't matter if no one does this one thing. Probably not. But again, Sometimes in responsibility in their stories, it's like, yes, we've always done it. It must be done. Or similar story, if I don't volunteer, it's somehow suggesting that I am not responsible and I can't handle that. So our stories, you got to check in with them because they are just that, stories. And finally, there's a lot of things that you could do to address this issue, but they are all valid. So I'm going to talk about them all. I want you to remember one of the five guiding principles of using strengths. 
aka Clifton Strengths. We need other people. Use other people to help you manage your talents. I had a friend, also at Input High, working on her dissertation. She showed me a pack of 25 articles that she had printed out, and she said, I'm going to read these over the weekend. So I took them from her, gave her half back, and I said, you're going to read these over the weekend. And she just kind of looked at me and laughed because we sometimes need other people to help us be accountable for changing these things because on automatic pilot, we're going to default to the weakness, not because we are weak, but because if that's our automatic pilot in that situation and no one's, you know, and at the time we're not present, we're not paying attention to how we're using it, we need those other people to help us. And that's okay. You know, if you have analytical and, you know, again, analytical, great talent. I don't have it. Wish I did. Look at a bunch of data, which I assume is the noise that's happening in your head. And here's the answer. But if you are over analyzing it and you can never make a decision, that's problematic. But if there's someone on your team who can, when it seems like you're stuck in this analysis cycle, say, Debbie, because that's your name in this situation. I think you're overanalyzing this. What's another talent you can use to help you make a decision? We need one another. Another guiding principle. Our differences make us stronger. So use the people around you once you've realized how these things show up. And I mean, heck, if they're people you know and trust, say, hey, here you go. These are my talents. Can you tell me times where I may be overusing them? or using them in a way that's getting in my way. You know, work with the people around you. Again, not, you know, like maybe your worst critic because they might not be objective, but other people know. And in fact, I guarantee they know because the people around you, people with responsibility, they know that you're going to step up and volunteer. So if it's not something they want to do, they know that they just have to wait you out. I had a dear, dear friend. Well, I don't had. I have a dear, dear friend with Activator. So excellent. We're talking about something too long. Let's do it. Fantastic. But if we needed something done and no one was stepping up fast enough and she was tired of talking about it, 100%, she would say, okay, I'll just do it. And I knew in meetings, it was something I didn't care to do. Be like, well, I'll just five, four, three. I'll do it. Exactly. So people know this about you. Ask them. It can be some good insight. Okay, so you are absolutely 100% stressing yourself out by using your talents as weaknesses and some of the corresponding stories. So you need to get in there, be more aware. Again, just start out easy. Two minutes a day thinking about how did they help me? How did they get in my way? And you'll start to see these patterns. Then you can catch yourself or set up systems with other people, by yourself, whatever whatever it is, to stop it from happening or stop it from happening for so long. And that will decrease your stress because your talents won't be bumping up against other people's in a way that's not getting you anywhere. You're not giving yourself a bunch of extra work unnecessarily. And you'll be maximizing your energy, which is what this is all about. Okay, so this is our last June podcast. And I'm excited to announce that it's the podcast's birthday, kind of, sort of. Basically, I want to end the first season and start the second season 
with a celebration. Now, when I launched the podcast, it was kind of weird because I dropped two episodes in like May, maybe three, and then I waited a couple months before I put more. So I've just decided that in July, we're celebrating the year and we're going to start season two that first week of August. But for the celebration, we're going to be doing some giveaways and other fun things. So if you would, I need your help to get us primed and ready to go. If you would leave a review wherever you listen to this podcast so people know that it's valuable and hopefully persuade them to listen to it too so we have more people listening in July so more people can get involved and celebrate a year of podcast goodness, that would be amazing. So until next week, pay attention to how you're using your talents so you can stop stressing yourself out, leave a review for this podcast, and stay strong. Thanks for listening to My Circus, My Monkey. You can find this episode's transcript and links, as well as other episodes, on our website, www.strengthsuniversity.org slash mycircus. If you found this podcast valuable, please share it with your friends and colleagues so we can empower and support supervisors everywhere. Finally, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. As always, Alicia and I are here to support you as you reflect on where you are and where you want to go. One great way to invest in yourself and your team is to join us for the summer cohort of the Supervisor Strengths Institute. We are revamping the Institute this summer to make it even more manageable for your busy schedule. It is the same great content, but we've condensed it so you can work through each week's modules and start implementing change even faster. We know that life can too easily get in the way of you staying on track, so we've also added a bonus for everyone who completes all eight weeks of learning. You will get an additional 60 minutes of our time, and you can use that for more individual coaching, a short team session, or to receive a discount on a longer team workshop. Our Summer Institute starts on May 28th, Go ahead and register now. Check it off your list. We want you, your team, and your students to shine their brightest. And that starts with you. So join us for the Summer Institute using the link in the show notes. Or if you have questions about the Institute or other services, contact us at Anne, and that's A-N-N-E, at strengthsuniversity.org. Thanks for listening to My Circus, My Monkey. You can find this episode's transcript and links, as well as other episodes, on our website, www.strengthsuniversity.org slash mycircus. If you found this podcast valuable, please share it with your friends and colleagues so we can empower and support supervisors everywhere. Finally, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode.